video recording i know how to run things uh hello and welcome to the benzo rehab dungeon um religious deconstruction where we no longer talk about religion anymore sometimes but also i mean i think today what we're talking about approaches it's a, the, it's a well it operate it it operates like a theology yeah yeah that's uh um, that, that's kind of the uh the bullshit way that i'm uh justifying this to myself as well yeah um, i forgot what episode we're on with these uh but, like 13 uh, or 14 i think yeah there, this is episode 13 or 14 it is the uh the third of april 2022 i am uh michael deebs host of the benzo rehab dungeon um and i am joined by uh super pal uh, of the dungeon, uh, Jacob. Yeah. Um, yep. Jacob, uh, let's get pleasantries out of the way. How are you, how are you doing today? Just dandy. Cool. That's, that's so good great. to hear. Uh, you and I actually, um, this is an important note, I think, uh, you and I actually, uh, met in the meat space, um, when, yeah. when we moved, well, not we, but I and, uh, right. Jacob moved, uh, him to, uh, Milwaukee. We've... We took a stop by your place. Uh, yep. And um, I think we had gay sex. I can't remember, but. I don't know if what we did counts. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mostly, mostly hands and feet. <laughs> <laughs> hands, feet, a little bit of elbow stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we did meet. IRL. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was good. Um uh, we had a good time together, I think. Um Yeah. Yeah, it was it was I got you know shit housed like I normally do on a Saturday night, but this time Yeah, you location. uh <laughs> Yeah, you, you fell asleep sitting up. Well yeah as we were watching uh we were watching some bullshit horror movie that Dorian insisted was gonna be good. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good. I, I don't remember. It was not good. We had a good it was time called the... uh, watching Jackass together, though. Um, you you have suddenly gone silent. Yeah, I can't hear you now. Nope, no sound. the The batteries may have died or something. I don't know. Yeah, I can hear you now. I switched back to my computer. That was weird. Well then, yeah, no, we did have a good time watching Jackass and yeah. uh, drinking. It says a lot about who we are as people, I guess. But yeah, it was a, just a dudes rock kind of evening. It was. It was three three dudes rocking all night. Just an unimpeachably good, unalloyed good evening. <laughs> So um yeah um so um the 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 title of this I I can't hear you again still again oh okay no you're back you're back Jesus Christ I think it's your fault oh huh <laughs> yeah it's it's maybe the guy with the the stupid expensive audio setup of course maybe producer John needs to give you a refresher on how to do your fucking job dude I'm uh, I miss I miss that boy. He hasn't yeah. gone anywhere. He just wasn't able to make it uh, Friday. Um, I don't know. Also, uh, Dorian quit, so you know. Yeah, we'll we'll figure that out. Um, 
So uh, we, we wanted to talk about um, uh, the, the title of this episode is, is going to be something to the effect of uh, confessions of a slaponomic hitman or something. Um, everybody's heard of the slap, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're discussing people. four news cycles after the fact. Right. <laughs> yeah. The week after, you know, I think. But people are still churning out takes so yeah people still are churning out takes and um we're you and i are not interested in the um the romantic uh entanglements of will and jada smith um we're not interested in them as uh performers i think i I don't remember the last time i watched a will smith movie that i cared about you know what's funny is I actually uh, the night before the Oscars I watched um, Collateral with Jamie Fox and Tom Cruise and uh, Jada plays uh, like Jamie Fox's love interest. Oh, okay. And, um, so it's just like kind of a funny coincidence, but uh, yeah, no, we don't care about them. Um, I, I, I mean, barely care about the romantic relationships of people I'm very close friends with. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, frankly, I would prefer that I have to hear you talk about your partner sometimes. (laughs) I just just mean, like, uh, you know, like, uh, the the gossip of, uh, like, uh, who's who's sticking what inside of who. Like, I don't don't care about that. Do whatever you want. Do whatever makes sense. I mean, part of what we discussed, too, was, like, we also just don't even really care about the event itself. It's more discourse surrounding it and the right reaction like i said at the top you know like this kind of uh theological like adherent or dogmatic adherence to certain kind of um you know uh injunctions against speaking if you're ex um or being allowed to speak if you are or have experienced why you know it uh anyways yeah so whatever i know you had something planned so yeah um, so uh i i found a video that kind of encapsulates um a lot of the uh arguments that we've been hearing or seeing um and and uh just just kind of like the the bizarre kind of functionality of of how this is all being presented um so i'm gonna share my screen uh there we go um you should be able to see that now yeah oh can can you see it still or no i can see it yeah i'm good okay all right so uh this video from this young man i don't know his name um i don't care he's on tiktok whatever uh but but i i found this and and i thought it was a, a pretty good amalgamation of a lot of uh arguments that we've been seeing um, so I'll just go ahead and play this now. It's because this is what I feel like a lot of white people are failing to understand when they attempt to offer their woefully uninformed perspectives on this issue. Many white people see violence as a form of aggression that is purely physical. Many black people do not. And what a lot of white people are failing to realize is that their worldview and that their cultural understanding of these concepts are not universal. 
When we, as Black people, say that we see Will Smith's reaction to Chris Rock's comment as justified, it's not because we don't see Will Smith's actions as violent. It's because we see Chris Rock's actions as being violent first. So what you, as white people, interpret as assault, we, as Black people, interpret as a Black person defending a Black person from another Black person. And honestly, you don't have to understand our definition of violence. You don't have to agree. But what you do have to realize is that this is an interaction between Black people, making it a Black issue, meaning that your white perspectives are not needed. Can I, uh, can I get first stab at that? Yeah, go ahead, man. <laughs> so, I mean, well, number, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Like, that true, yeah, no, that's a really good, that kind of distills a lot of different strands of argument, which makes it interesting. Um, Because part, some of the things that he said were objectively true. You know, obviously, you know, uh, people from different demographic groups are going to see, understand, and experience the same event differently. That's objectively true, certainly. Um, But, you know, insofar as he's going to say uh, one set of social norms and mores is not universal, similarly, and this is something like that is, that has been repeated ad nauseum um, in in the discussions and takes and whatnot around this regarding this incident um are that uh you know there is um sort of an unstated conventional wisdom or understanding among um african-american people and the african-american community at large that is um en masse like a universal singular viewpoint um which is I, it's just it's difficult to take that for granted um right yeah there's no i mean and i don't want to like go down this route but similarly if you want to take an issue a political issue specifically vis-a-vis the black community again um you know uh if you were to believe the conventional wisdom as it's stated on twitter or instagram or what have you it's that the black community universally supports defunding and abolishing the police which is simply not the case um, it's largely it's a largely uh generationally split um belief you know so similarly you know in this instance and and i I bring it up only just to say that you know sure while there probably is a certain substrate of belief that is shared by everyone in a group it you it's difficult to make a claim that uh everyone thinks the same way and then additionally um the claim and i'm approaching this to like Purely on the level of like, this is an argument. This person is making an argument. Um, he's making a series of claims, uh, and that's it. Like, I'm not, you know, uh, it's not about the the racial politics of it, which I know is like 
sort of hand wavy to say, but you know, um, you have to have a warrant for every claim that you make. You can't just, for sure, <laughs> you know, like it's not a matter of like, I'm going to make this claim unsupported, uh, you know, uh, um, and so the man, there was, I was going to specifically be regarding one of the things he said about, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to watch it again, but I, th- oh, it's about the violence thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, if you were going to no- touch on it, I was going to, but go ahead. Yeah. The notion, the notion that only black people see words as violent because that is, stated otherwise that is his claim is that yeah. <laughs> um, a difference or distinction between white and black folks is that one group sees words as violence and one does not um and and again in it, it, i've seen that argument made and then another argument i've made um is also that white people are supposedly um more likely to recognize violence as interpersonal rather than structural or systemic. So a lot of people have said, you know, uh, you know, why aren't white people mad about redlining or the Flint water crisis or, um, you know, the war in Yemen or something like that. And it's like, it's such a, well, one, what, what about ism is just the lowest form of argument. Um, it's rhetorical sleight of hand it's weak um well it's also fundamentally not true you know it's it's like the the age-old um why is nobody talking about x sort of argument right yeah and and, yeah it's an unfalsifiable claim by virtue of the way it's stated right proven or disproven it's simply something that again because it's this dogmatic theological claim you are simply expected to agree with um yeah with value of and and um so you know on on the subject of violence um uh, an angle that that i don't think you quite brought up that i that i'd like to touch on is um you know he, he makes a claim that uh uh black people see words as violence um i think that can be true in some cases um I think if, you know, you've got, let's just fucking drag this into the fucking depths of, of shitty argumentation. You got Hitler saying, let's kill all the, you know, group of X Jews, you know, blah, 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 et cetera. That is violence, of course. Um, but he, but he says that, you know, what, what Chris Rock did was violence. And then there's like no substantiation to that, to, to like, um, prove the point that it is somehow a violent act that, that he, you know, made a, a joke about baldness or something. Right. Um, so, you know, we're, we're just, again, and it's an argument that we're supposed to just take for granted, um, where, where he says, uh, you know, um, black people view what Chris Rock did as violence, uh, without like, um, making the case for why it's violence. And furthermore, the claim nowhere, nowhere in any of these arguments in the, the, the defenses of Will Smith that also seek to indict Chris Rock, the, 
there is no statement of or to the effect of violence is wrong there it's implicit it's implied regarding chris rock it's like uh what will smith is purely in response to a verbal act of violence um and so you know to me the most honest the most logically consistent and honest position to take is you know violence is wrong because that just levels the field immediately um yeah. and it's and part of the, part of the reason that it's sort of ludicrous in my opinion to state that uh this was a response to verbal violence is that if, if Jada Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith was bothered by violence, um, she wouldn't have laughed as oh, yeah, Will- yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was video that came out where she's laughing as he, she laughs as he's coming off the stage. Yeah. And again, and again, Will Smith laughs at the joke. Yeah. So there's just the, it, the the idea that we are supposed to just uh accept that there's some problem that that people in that situation were taking umbrage with violence accepting for the sake of argument that uh chris rock committed an act of violence right no one's behavior indicates or bears out that they actually have a problem with violence because they uh kept the violence at the level of same intensity or intensified it so yeah and and something i'd like to to clarify at least on my end is i i don't disagree with violence in some circumstances i think violence is perfectly justified in a lot of circumstances um i just think that um uh when somebody tells a pretty tame joke about you not having hair on your head um shoot i forget who i was talking to it was somebody on instagram uh but uh they they brought up um i think it was elisha in the bible uh mm-hmm. who gets made fun of for being bald <laughs> and, and what he does is he uh he calls upon god and god sends two she bears to maul a bunch of children to death that uh, rules that's great yeah that's important <laughs> I support killing children with uh, with God and she bears. Yeah, I think if there's anything that's been established, uh, all we've been doing this show over its over its run is that I hold children in low regard. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, in all seriousness, no. I mean, like, it just I, I <laughs> and the, you know, this is something that you've said the entire time about this thing. It's like you know, these are a group of millionaires, mm-hmm. multi-millionaires, people with immense privilege immense privilege. immense privilege and um i am firmly of the belief that nobody gets rich uh without exploiting other people um no of course not um yeah. you know I, I don't and 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 i think it's also worth saying that like i'm not a i i'm not the kind of person who is like nothing's off joke off limits for a joke like you know like yeah same there are certain things that like shouldn't be joked about i'm not gonna list any because i'm not a comedian you know and i'm not but 
and and also you know i think part of part of what's interesting too though is that what people don't understand about jokes are that jokes are like a syntactical grammatical rhetorical complex of language like some things are inherently because of how words are arranged and how it plays with expectation some statements are by virtue of their essence jokes yeah so for someone to say well that's not a joke it misses the mark of of what a joke is you know a joke because frankly a lot of the people saying well, that's not a joke they don't think anything's a joke sure you know what i mean like they, they are humorless joyless moralists who want everyone to to be as miserable as they are and well, like you now like the joke what chris rock said wasn't even funny no uh, it was dumb the 30 dumb. year old movie reference that nobody yeah, cares about <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um and, and then you know an, another thing that i've seen a lot of is um uh this this idea that um jokes don't need uh a target or or you know like you you can tell a joke without you know making fun of someone um which i agree with uh, it, it's perfectly uh, believable that you can make it i mean wordplay uh, you can do wordplay puns that that don't like have a target or a butt end of the joke or whatever um but but all these people who say things like you know you shouldn't be cruel when you're making jokes um they will immediately laugh whenever and it's usually people who are you know um more on the the liberal left uh wing sort of uh spectrum who say this kind of stuff uh you show them a video of uh like maga supporters like i don't know tripping and falling when they're storming the capital and they'll laugh at that um right and and you know and and then to to further make this point if uh if you uh listen to this podcast and you enjoy this podcast the benzo rehab dungeon is literally a joke made on jordan peterson's expense <laughs> um, and and we we make fun of him often uh because he's a piece of shit and an asshole um yeah. some people just deserve it yeah um and i think uh and and not to say that like Jada Smith necessarily deserves to be made fun of for having a bald head. Um, no, yeah, I mean I don't think. But we know. are talking about a circumstance where it it is a tradition at the Oscars that somebody gets up on the stage and pokes fun at everybody who is attending. Yeah, and it's. I guess you know it's kind of like what do you expect when you ask Chris Rock. You know, like for in the you know, like a couple of years ago, you know, Ricky Gervais did. Uh, I think it was the SAG Awards. I don't know who gives a shit. Like that's yeah. that's another part of what's so annoying too about this whole situation is if you're terminally online like we are, this is you, this is rich people sucking each other off. Wind up having to know things about horrible people, and it's like. I don't want to know what the difference between the Oscars, the Tonys, and the SAG, and the Golden Globes, and the blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, 
know that. If you know what every single award show is, you should. Well, yeah. <laughs> All for violence after coming out against violence. I want to be logically consistent. Um, well, uh, I mean, we 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 didn't come out against violence necessarily. We we just think that this is a, a ludicrous example of violence being applied in uh, the pursuit of question mark question mark question mark. Um, yeah. Like, what what did this achieve and 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 you know one of one of the other things i wanted to bring up in this conversation is um uh the the concept of toxic masculinity which i think is a real thing and um toxic masculinity sucks uh i myself am someone who was raised to you know firmly adhere to a lot of toxically masculine traits and I had to unlearn a lot of that. And um, one one of the things that's really kind of disappointed and like, um, not not necessarily upset, but uh, like just kind of like been a weird thing to look at, is uh, a lot of people who, you know, I've I've talked with about uh, you know uh, subjects on, on like toxic masculinity and kind of like deconstructing, uh, mm -hmm. my, my own toxic masculinity and trying to be a better person. And then now here they are like, um, absolutely, uh, endorsing what, what can only be really considered toxic masculinity. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know if there was like some kind of secret signal given between uh jada and will uh smith like go slap that guy or anything like that but um uh that that kind of action ultimately removes agency from a woman right because and 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 you know the, this weirdo like incel sort of uh, argument that like oh he was defending his lady like this this isn't fucking medieval Europe, right? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. You, was, you, go ahead. Well, I, so I got in an argument with someone because I made that point that it was toxic. That his behavior. The, the point I made was that a lot of the people supporting Will Smith are the same people who, on any other day, ending in Y, would be. Um, would be the types to post about toxic masculinity. Yeah, exactly. It's to me unconceivable. Inconceivable. 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 Yeah. Brown guy teaches white guy how to speak English. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we should have. We didn't start. We should have started out the show with our blood quantum. Oh yeah, for sure. We should have done an Ancestry.com uh, blood test, so a mega corporation. One, one of these days, I'm going to do the the like apocryphal sin of uh, criticizing uh, modern Native American culture, oh and um, I, I'm going to be canceled into oblivion. Uh, like wow. Adolf Reed. Yeah. <laughs> Reed of the, of, the, of the Red Band. Yeah. Um, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm using that term purely as a, because, I mean, if you look at 
who was it? Uh, Frank Wilderson has that book, Red, White, and or no, Red, Red, Black, and White, or whatever. Anyways, point being, talks <laughs> masculinity. Um, yes. And this person who was a woman um, is a woman. They were, she was then, she is now. Um, made the point that she, and additionally worth mentioning, a white woman, um, made the point that she would rather see, and because of how often men do not stand up for women, particularly their partners, which I do think probably is true. Um, yeah. She, because of the degree to which there is no response, she would rather see an imperfect response than no response. And I, th- I there is a certain legitimacy to that. I get, I get the impulse. But what's funny is this person made the point that because of, in her own life, because of how often past partners have never stood up for her, she now wants someone who would have done as Will Smith did. And, you know, um, that itself speaks to a problematic attitude towards masculinity on the part of someone who is attracted to men. Um, I, regardless of the gender of a hypothetical partner, if someone expected me to engage in fisticuffs on their behalf um (laughs) like as an expectation regardless of the circumstance i would be that would be a a non-starter for me i mean it it, you know there's of course uh you know if i was with someone and someone grabbed them or was you know engaging in like a long sustained tirade of verbal abuse then yeah, it does come into play. But the notion that, again, at the Academy Awards, one multimillionaire says a mean thing about another multimillionaire, that multimillionaire's husband needs to get up and hit the other mean multimillionaire is just, I don't get it. And I don't see how it's just it's logically inconsistent to complain about uh, toxic masculinity on a Saturday and then celebrate it on a Sunday. It's, yeah, it's kind of no, no, no I, I completely agree, and um, and it's also like that person, uh, you know, there's st- there's statistics about DV where like there's a statistic about men who choke their female partners uh that those the likelihood of that woman dying at the hands of that partner like it automatically like exponentially increases and you know obviously like i'm not going to get on here and say oh will smith is probably a wife beater but you know if someone is willing to so readily use their hands to solve a problem it's not um it speaks to a, a lack of inhibition with physical violence. So I don't think it's something that is like, you know, oh yeah, that's uh across the board. That's a good thing. Right. Which is something that we, that we had kind of talked about before. And and I've talked about this before on uh previous uh religious deconstruction episodes, I think. Um 
where I drop a little bit of the shit posty personality and I actually talk about my real life. Um, I, I grew up in a household of pretty severe domestic violence and, um, you know, uh, Lots can be said about the culture of toxic masculinity that exists in America. Um, but I think something that uh, we're really not allowed to talk about oftentimes is uh, toxic femininity. Uh, which, yeah. <laughs> if, if you want to, if you want to exit now, uh, go ahead and do so. Um, but. Uh, sorry, what? I'll, I'll see where you're going. Oh, um, so, you know, I, I, I have a mother, um, many people may be surprised to know that, uh, a, a woman birthed me <laughs> and, uh, and, and she had a, a partner who, who was my stepdad and, uh, my stepdad was a, a very abusive, uh, maniac, um, probably the easiest way I can express who he is as a person. Um, and, you know, uh, for, for a long time, I pinned all the problems in, in my, you know, household on him as the, the abusive maniac. And what I ended up discovering later on is that, you know, my mom was kind of complicit in a lot of what was happening. Uh, and, and it was, uh. It was a trait of toxic femininity where she wanted somebody who was aggressive and, you know, would would uh, be this kind of presence of uh, of, of violence um, towards other people. And what she didn't like was whenever that violence was turned against her. Um, mm -hmm. But she, you know supported a lot of the violence that he did to other people and uh the the problem there was that you know it was it, it's like the joke that people made about you know trump voters like oh i didn't think the the leopards eating my face or eating faces party would eat my face too um and and so you know she she supported him and being a violent aggressive person to everybody else in the world and the problem was that also he was violent and aggressive towards her because he was just a violent and aggressive person. Um, yeah. And, and, cool. and that was, you know, the, the toxic femininity of things was that she was, you know, uh, constantly pushing him towards violence, but then, you know, like, oh, no, it's happening to me and my kids. Um, why is this happening to me and my kids? I don't understand. Well, you... You you've uh, 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 coerced this person or supported this person in being violent and, and aggressive. Um. Yeah, and I think that I mean that gets into kind of the the problem of attachment styles and uh, definitely like the ways in which cycles of abuse uh, perpetuate and reproduce themselves. Sure. Um, you know, I mean, it, and that's that's not what's going on with the Will Smith thing. Like, the, I don't think uh, I don't think it's fair to you know, like 
it's obviously it's not fair to speculate on whether someone is an abuser or not. Um, no, and I don't think Will Smith is, but it it is a question of like again, you know, statistics, math, data, sociology, like yeah. what we know about people who hit people, what we know about people who are so brittle and don't have um the psychological means to you know process and deal with something uh, yeah. later and you know part of so uh this other this person that i had the, this disagreement with she made a similar point actually a much more a, a much worse point than the young man in the video that you played um who Really, like, actually, like, it, he didn't really equivocate or attempt to justify violence as such. But this other person I had this conversation with, she used the phrase, quote unquote, normal violence to refer to what happened. Um, meaning that um, there's a certain quotidian kind or amount of violence that simply is um right. and that occurs and obviously that, that again is such a it's it's a non-controversial claim it's a claim that is unfalsifiable because it's so vague that it's like inherently kind of has a truth value to it um but the issue is, and this is something that I think a lot of people in, loosely in our age cohort have, um, especially people who are the more kind of uh, blue check, woke school types, is they think that if something has a material explanation, that the mere fact of, of there being an explanation offers justification as well. And sure. so... By this person saying, well, that's just normal violence. There's a tacit justification of that by saying, well, you know, and, and I don't think, um, I don't really think that amorality or immorality are, I guess it would be immorality because you're knowing, you know, it's wrong and you're doing it anyways, whereas amorality is just sort of a rudderless whatever. Yeah. But you know, um, I, I don't think that's something to be valorized. I think obviously, you know, like you say, like you said, you know, sometimes violence is justified. Sometimes it is right to do the wrong thing um, in emergency situations if it is the most expedient, cleanest way to get something done. But again, nothing about this situation was that. This was yeah, the, yeah, I mean, uh, the the always stake situation in that. Yeah, the the this like uh, uh, belief that somehow what was done uh, when when Chris Rock made a shitty joke, and and again wasn't funny. Wasn't even like I I I don't know. <laughs> it, it was such a throwaway like line uh really and um yeah like like uh that being something that necessitated a, a violent reaction 
um is is so bizarre you know like chris rock wasn't up there saying i want to kill jada smith and all of her descendants mm-hmm. he said a dumb fucking joke uh, <laughs> and and you know um i'm not necessarily someone who believes in like uh you you should always have thick skin and you shouldn't take offense to things or or anything like that but um yeah uh so <clears throat> a couple of things that were that were interesting about this this whole thing to me personally um i i actually have alopecia uh I've I've had it since I was 16. Um I started losing my hair in weird clumps. I didn't know it at first and then one day one of my friends said, "Hey, you look like you have mange, dude." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> and uh then then you know, I took a mirror to the back of my head and I was like, "Oh fuck." Um yeah. I I started shaving my head. Um and and you know, uh it it was it was not great for my self esteem as a kid, um, because because I had a uh, kind of long hair back in the day. If anybody can imagine that, um, yeah, <laughs> there's there's pictures. Nobody's ever gonna see them. <laughs> but uh, y- you know, it, uh, uh, being 16 when this happened to me, you know, other kids were kind of cruel and shitty and like, oh, look at the bald kid now um whatever um but you know i never responded to any of those things with violence and and you know um i'm not saying that any of those kids were cool for making those kind of jokes or anything like that but like it never occurred to me that i should uh hit somebody um and and uh one of the things that's interesting to me is like um this this overreaction to what alopecia is um mm-hmm. which yeah it sucks to lose your hair um but alopecia isn't like a life ending thing it's not like uh it, it's not something that can kill you it's not something that will uh uh deeply impact your life in any other way except you don't have hair anymore um and and so like one one of the only legitimate kind of criticisms of Chris Rock is that like yeah it's shitty to make fun of somebody's medical condition yeah. um but you know uh again we're talking about multimillionaires and uh <clears throat> one of the one of the like kind of like um treatments you can get for for alopecia is steroid injections into the scalp and and your hair will start growing back again uh this is this is something that a multimillionaire can afford um i as broke ass homeless sometimes stupid 16 year old couldn't uh couldn't ever afford that or anything like that um and and Did you, ever, you ever stop to think maybe you should have just like tried harder. <laughs> yeah. I should have hustled more. Um yeah. bootstraps, baby. It's all about the bootstraps. Yeah. Uh so so you know, uh there there are treatments out there for for this kind of thing. Um 
And, you know, if she's choosing not to to get those treatments as somebody who has millions of dollars to throw around, uh, like, I don't know. I, I don't have any sympathy for it. I, I don't think rich people have problems uh, at all to begin with. So, you know, that's that's one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anything, like their problems are the fact that like obscene wealth turns you into a cluster B maniac, you know, I mean, sure, I think, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of joking, but on a certain level, it, I do think uh, with obscene wealth comes personality disorders and, uh, and problem without a doubt. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, one one of the things I said when when you and I were talking about this, and I was kind of joking, but also not kind of joking, was um, y- you know, uh, I, f- I forget exactly how I worded it, but what I wanted to get across was, show me any wealth wealthy black person, and they're like three steps away from a sweatshop somewhere. Uh, <laughs> that that they have like a a direct uh, influence on. Um, oh sure, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Be- Beyonce, you know, everybody makes a big deal about Beyonce being the queen bee or whatever. Um, literally, like direct connection to sweatshops in China. Uh, so yeah, and real real girl power, black uh, power sort of moment where you uh you have slaves in other countries, I guess. Right, and it's because of the fact that well despite what the blue checks libs you know new york times npr type folks want you to believe or understand that uh capital fundamentally does not care about your demographic information and if it does care it's because it recognizes that it could use that to make more money um or that because of your demographic circumstance, it can exploit you even more. Um, There's no good, healthy, morally right way in which capital uh, understands or uses demographic information of an individual or a group. It's all exploitative all the way down and you know that is i mean yeah because there's all this celebratory kind of uh you know it it happened with yeah with beyonce and with um whichever kardashian jenner was the first quote-unquote self-made billionaire um that oh she's the first female she's the first black woman whatever um And uh, it's kind of like, you know, I had a friend the other day who uh, said to me, uh, you know, what's the what's the easiest way to make a million on Wall Street? It's to start off with a billion dollars in the bank. Yeah, Uh, that's kind of precisely the thing. It's like, you know, obviously someone like Beyonce, you know, more so than Jenner, you know, started like did build something like, you know, is like. I'm not a fan personally, but are like objectively an absurdly talented person. Um, But also, you know, again, is married to someone who also absurdly talented and and came from nothing, but is like a well-established 
media figure has an immense amount of power in that specific landscape, you know, um, or industry. So it's kind of, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It, it gets exhausting after a while to, to listen to people, you know, trot out victories of representation in, uh, in business and finance, because it's like, in, in the words of uh, Cornell West, um, who, who I deeply, deeply love and adore, um, the, the black faces in high places strategy has not worked, and it's, uh, it's essentially let, I'm paraphrasing what he says, um, black faces in high places is a literal quote of his uh, as being something that doesn't work, um, <clears throat> but... Um, you know, he t he talks about this concept of, you know, we've we put black people in, you know, the White House. Uh, we had Barack Obama, um, and all all Barack Obama did was uh, essentially toe the the neoliberal line and make things fundamentally worse for for poor people everywhere. Um, the same thing is true of of any of the the black bourgeoisie. Um, they don't uh they don't make life better for black people they don't make life better for any poor person um and and yeah um well it's because the argument fundament what it comes down to is that you know what what is said of white billionaires or the white bourgeois is not said of the black bourgeois or the black billionaire by the people who you know, like if someone would decry a white billionaire, they're not going to do that of a black billionaire because there's a, you know, it's 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 almost like this weird perversion of the magical Negro um, stock type, you know, where uh, it's I mean it's a little different because um, you're not really, I mean the magical Negro is like literally that someone has like sort of this weird supernatural. Um, aspect or, or power but with this it's like the mere fact of blackness itself is granted this like kind of uh moral armor um or uh inoculates someone from from moral scrutiny um yeah no for sure and that is and obviously, like, I, I just like, and the reason I say that, uh, you know, obviously, like, all billionaires are bad. Like, yeah. most in America, most billionaires are white, sure. But that, again, comes down to, like, historical specifics and uh, numbers. Um, so, you know, lest someone say, well, why are you saying, like, I'm black billionaires? It's like, well, I mean, I don't know. Elon Musk is a kind too. So yeah, <laughs> we're, we're not fans of uh, billionaires of any color. Yeah, fuck Elon Musk. Fuck Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett was probably involved in the <laughs> and the you know the child trafficking that went on. Out yeah. In, yeah. Um, as was uh, Bill Clinton from our, <clears throat> uh, first black president. Yeah. Thanks, Tony Morrison. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that suck? <laughs> yeah. 
yeah i mean i just like it, it's just been it was an exhausting uh this was like one of the most taxing like yeah you know first world problem type of, but like you know in terms of like media cycles this was just so annoying because it was so disingenuous right Stupid. yeah it was just dumb you know like if it's gonna if you're gonna be loud be interesting this was not interesting you know i want to be interested when i'm when i'm frustrated and angry <laughs> and i want to get i like arguing with smart people but no smart people are involved in this including us because we're engaging in it and if you're engaging well, i mean no we're dumb we're idiots for engaging yeah i don't i don't disagree with that um i i do think uh it, it's funny you know there there was like a couple sets of people with with this whole thing and and reacting to it one group of people was like i'm pro uh will smith the other group of people was i'm pro chris rock and then there was like a third group of people that were um you're dumb for even talking about it uh, uh sort of stuff and it's like well yeah you're you're talking about it too if uh if you really yeah don't want to talk about something don't actually talk about it um you know just just shut the fuck up there's lots of things i think aren't aren't very important uh that i don't even mention and i don't go why are you guys talking about this dumb thing i just don't talk about it yeah no i agree i mean oh sleepy uh sleepy little boy Boy. Um, yeah, no, I, I just, I think what's, what's odd about it though, is it's like, I don't remember the last big, like sort of, uh, Hollywood brouhaha. Like, I think it would have been like Weinstein or Cosby, you know, like something that actually mattered. You know, like endemic sexual abuse in the film industry or America's dad being a fucking yeah. serial. Um, you know what I mean? Uh well well I think I think it's it's uh notable uh that, that this is you know, you you're saying Harvey Weinstein is one of the last like big like uh uh celebrity things. Uh previous you know this the slapping incident um alec baldwin shot a person to death <laughs> between, yes. between then and now alec and, baldwin is probably guilty of manslaughter mm -hmm. yeah and uh you know people say oh it's a horrible accident um there's so much fucking negligence involved in what happened there that you can't call that an accident anymore. Uh, but yeah. but he's uh, he's gonna be fine. Uh, his reputation is uh, is fine. Alec Baldwin killing that lady is an accident in the same way that what Chris Rock said was violent. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> in the way that words don't have any fucking meaning, and we can just right. call. You know, uh, apples, oranges, and up, down, you know? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, it, it's really weird that, that Alec Baldwin is uh, not being held to account because he, he was a major producer and influencer of the set he was on. Uh, there there were multiple gun safety issues uh, that, that had happened. When he shot the person that he killed, uh, the uh, the staff had walked out of the shooting not not the, not the <laughs> gun shooting but the film shooting yeah um be, because uh they were worried about the gun safety issues uh and he decided to keep on uh rehearsing and and acting or whatever um so yeah no it, it's it's weird well actually something recently that happened too was uh what's her face campion the the director of uh what's the gay cowboy movie with uh oh brokeback mountain no 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 no. the other the one that just came out um power of the dog oh yeah yeah i've just seen it described as uh homer i don't know any doesn't matter but it's a good movie i I will say not to see it i don't care that's fine i just yeah, yeah I just, to me a western is you know it's john ford or john wayne or sergio uh leone like that's it like sure, sure. yeah point being that uh she said she won an award and she said something about um that she has to compete against men unlike the williams sisters which the only reason they were like <laughs> targets of reference was because of you know uh king richard or whatever the fuck right but to me like that is much more and there was like a, a kerfuffle about it but to me that's like much more objectively uh racist and misogynistic than what chris rock did like a right. white again because it's a white person like name dropping two black women who like it's just such a nonsensical like part of it too is it's just such a graceless win because she won an award and she has to um you know besmirch two of the greatest athletes in the history of humankind it's like yeah huh what are you fucking talking about but i don't know point being like again uh, yeah that really is the point though it's like that is just to me objectively much more of what the will smith thing allegedly is than what the will smith been stated to be um yeah some some kind of actual violence against the black community um some fucking you know white i was about to use a no-no word some Some old white lady from fucking New Zealand, you know, who probably like says nasty shit about the uh, indigenous population there because they're all fucking racist. Like, have you ever seen Tim? You should listen to Tim Dillon's bit about the Australians. I mean, I, New Zealanders are different, but not really. Yeah. Um, just, ugh. <laughs> like, yeah, I just well, yeah, it's okay. They're white. You can shit on them, you know. Yeah, right. Uh, 
they just yeah they're not yeah it's just is what it is um but yeah i just i i i think i've said all i have to say about i i, I think more, also same i've said more than i needed to say about yeah this. i don't know this because you asked me to out of my love for you uh i think that's a little bit of a mischaracterization um no <laughs> no no all right, fine. <laughs> I was compelled to do this by an act of violence. Yeah. When you asked me to do this and I said yes. It was it was because you were afraid to say no to a brown person. Yeah, I didn't want to be canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would have drug you through the streets. Here's yeah. here's Jacob said no to a brown person once. Yeah, I'm just very conscious of how I yeah. come off. Uh, well, cool. Um, managed to keep this to an hour. I think we uh, we we talked about the uh, the things that matter, and then said more than we should have probably. But you know, here we are. Like a G-rated episode for us, I think. Yeah, we only here. talked about killing kids once, which is uh, I didn't even bring it up. Yeah, it was me this time. <laughs> um, cool. Well, uh, as always, uh, fuck off. Oh, sorry. We love you, uh, etc. Um, yeah, take your medicine, shit. Um, vegetables. Bye.